Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Julie Floyd, Compliance Administrator at the Frisco EDC. Julie shares a breakdown of the EDC's incentive compliance program that she helped to build and implement, and she tells listeners how they can get started with their own program. Here are Julie's economic development secrets. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us today on Economic Development Secrets. Well, thanks, Nicole, for asking me to do this. I'm kind of excited and nervous all at the same time. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that's a good blend. <laughs> uh, well, can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. I'm um, married. We have three daughters, and we moved to Frisco in May 1990, and the population was 6,138, and our population is now over 193,000, which is crazy. Yeah, and that when is we incredible moved, to see that growth, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Frisco has been noted for a number of years about our staggering growth, but um, I was going to share with you something kind of funny that we have talked about here at the EDC for many years. When we first moved to Frisco, there was one small grocery store, one restaurant, two drive-ins, a gas station, a lumber yard, but there wasn't any place to buy underwear or socks. And we had to go outside Frisco to buy these items. But I think it's oh safe to say that <laughs> that we now have places in Frisco to buy underwear and socks because we do have a few square feet of retail in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few. Well, that's a lovely luxury to have at your fingertips. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Great. Well, um, can you tell us a little bit about Frisco? I just celebrated my 23rd work anniversary with the city in December 2019, and I was just, I had written down some stats, and I thought it might be kind of fun to share these. In this time, I've had three bosses, and Frisco has had only one city manager, and Mr. Purefoy joined the city in 1987, and this is almost unheard of, and during this time, that I've been with the city, we have had four mayors. I've attended more than 220 Frisco EDC board meetings. I've only missed one board meeting in that time. And every major street has been widened and then more construction done. The tollway wasn't even here, but it has was built during this time from uh, State Highway 121 to US Highway 380. and the best things about working at the city were not having to drive out of Frisco to go to work. And it offered me many chances to become involved in lo 
local organizations like the Parents High School Booster Club. I was a senior mom and served as president of the Frisco Citizens Police Academy Alumni Association, which is a volunteer organization that serves the staff of the Frisco Police Department. And I have gotten to meet and work with many awesome people who have worked at the city, served on our board of directors, and then tons of business affiliates of the Frisco EDC. And I think one of the most fun things is that I have been honored to know two of our first board members who were actually born and raised in Frisco and they make annual presentations to students at the Leadership Frisco class for um, Economic Development Day. Now, both of them are in their 80s and 90s, but these two gentlemen have so many funny stories to tell about their vision for Frisco and what they did to make it happen. And these you know, when you watch the the students, they sit back and just marvel at what um, Mr. Roach and Mr. Warren have to say, and it's it's just hilarious. So, anyway, oh, that, that that's, that's so kind of fun. It'd be great to hear yeah. what oh. you've seen in, in their eighty to ninety years, right? Seeing how much the city has changed, that's incredible. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the things that they had in mind years ago when they first uh, served on our board. In fact, they were, Mr. Roach was our first board chairman and Mr. Warren was one of our mayors and he served on the board as well. So they have a lot of stories and history to share. So pretty interesting. So. That is extremely interesting. Very cool. Well, Julie, will you tell us who some of uh, your partnerships are at Frisco EDC? Sure. Um, we have a bunch of vital community partners, and they include Frisco ISD, Frisco Chamber of Commerce, Collin College, University of North Texas has a local campus here, and they are going to be building another campus in Frisco that's going to be starting in the very near future. And then they have a group that handles technology and innovation and entrepreneurship, which is called Inspire Park. And that's just to name a few off the top of my head. Frisco is well known for its public-private partnerships, and we have done that with the Hunt Sports Group for Toyota Stadium, Blue Star Land and Blue Star Headquarters for the Star Development, Dr. Bepper Ballpark with the Frisco Rough Riders, Comerica Center and the Dallas Stars. There are two sheets of ice over there, and they actually practice over there and then the PGA for their corporate headquarters, golf courses, and hotel and conference center. These partnerships have really proven to be a win-win for everyone, especially the local FISD athletics department who has their own locker room at the Star. And I'll tell you, it is pretty exciting to see the football team come running out from one of the high schools onto that field over there. They just, they absolutely love it. So to know that they're on playing on the same field where the Dallas Cowboys practice is pretty spectacular. So. Yeah, what a neat experience for them. That does sound very cool. 
Yes, and and actually, FISD was wanting to build a new facility to uh, that was larger, so that they could hold graduations there and different things like that. And since they are part of this partnership, they use the star for their graduations for the schools uh, that we have here in Frisco, and that's very exciting. That is exciting! Wow, I can't imagine it's so neat for the kids to be able to be working towards that too at the end of their journey that's very neat yes yes oh well who are some of your major employers in Frisco um some of our major employers include Stonebriar Center um, Frisco ISD IKEA the city of Frisco T-Mobile West and Conifer Health Solutions have um, a number of employees so. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Julie, can you tell us a bit about your role at FEDC as well? Sure. In the time I've been here, um, I have held four positions at the EDC, and I currently serve as a compliance administrator. My duties include monitoring and review of our active performance agreements, which have been approved by our board of directors and I write the certificates of compliance for each of those performance agreements. I send the company compliance submittal reminders, review their compliance submittals, which are usually done on an annual basis. I approve their submittals for payment. I log information into our financial reports and track their performance achievements as well as preparing our monthly board meeting packets. Wonderful. It sounds like you are kept quite busy. Um, yeah, it's um, something. There's always something to do. Let me say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really neat is that you were an illustrative member of creating this incentive compliance program for Frisco. So can you tell us when and why you decided to enhance Frisco's incentive compliance program? Yes, um, I took over in 2007 when my predecessor left the EDC. And when that first compliance submittal came in from one of the companies, it was a one-page checklist. And it was basically, yes, we signed a lease. Yes, we got a certificate of occupancy. Yes, we created X number of jobs. And it was signed and dated by a representative of the company. And I went to my boss and I asked him how we knew they were telling the truth. And he said, well, we are taking them at their word since a representative of the company signed and dated the form. And I began to think about that process. And then, not too long after that, an article was written about Frisco that said, move your company to Frisco and they will give you money. Well, our staff was not very happy about that article. And this was the push I needed to work with my boss to enhance our compliance program by asking for more documentation. So, for instance, for a ground-up construction project, I asked them for documentation, which would include a copy of the commercial building permit, affidavits of commencement and completion of construction, 
a final construction pay application to document the costs of those real property improvements, a green tag if it's a shell building, and then also a permanent certificate of occupancy if that relates to one of their performance requirements. For performance agreements that include job creation or job focused, the company will have to submit a current employee roster and list if the employee is full-time, part-time, temporary, or contract, along with the date of hire, termination date, and if they are located on site at the company's lease premises or assigned to another location of the company. And all this ties back to the definition for a full-time employee in our performance agreement. So these are, these are key things, you know, being located on site or if they are assigned to this office, but they're in, located in Georgia, then that means that they don't count as a full-time employee here for this particular performance requirement. And I'm kind of a visual person, so I usually have two sets of performance agreements. I have what I call a working copy that is in the actual physical contract file in my office. And then we also have electronic files for each company and each performance agreement. And our staff can access either set of files to seek information that they may need or to see how a company performed. And um, so anyway, this is a system that's worked pretty well for us. And then another thing that I do is prepare a monthly compliance report for our board of directors. And this is presented to them uh, in closed session at a board meeting. And it highlights information such as what economic grant payments were issued in the past month, updates on uh, a company's performance achievements, what compliance reminders were sent out, and different real estate transactions, administrative actions, Etc. So it's just kind of a summary document that I provide to them each month. Wonderful. Thank you. That is so helpful. And it's extremely helpful to hear a breakdown of each document that you use and um, every step that you take along the way, because I know tracking incentive compliance, it can be a, going down the rabbit hole of just so much information, so much data. It can be overwhelming with all the different forms and what pieces of data yeah. do you have and when do you update it and everything. So thank you so much for sharing. That's so helpful. Sure. Well, Julie, can you tell us about a sample performance agreement that you've worked on? Sure. Um, for as long as I can recall, the Frisco EDC has used the economic impact software from Impact Data Source to evaluate projects. And this isn't necessarily a plug for Impact Data Source, but I'll tell you what, y'all have a marvelous product. And we we have two different models that include infrastructure and, of course, job creation for a headquarters office or an expansion product project. These 
um, are used by our business development staff all the time. And we share the what ifs with our board of directors in order to make decisions about a project. This software is updated annually with current numbers from our city for taxes, utilities, etc. And it's just a huge tool that, that we use all the time. So I'm going to just highlight a performance agreement that we did with a developer for qualified infrastructure. And the highlights were that the company had to invest at least $775,000 in qualified infrastructure improvements, construct at least a 50,000 square foot building on a five acre parcel, add at least $4 million in real property improvements, and create 10 full-time jobs. When they provided their documentation, they had they just did a marvelous job. They purchased and took title to the property with a recorded deed. They constructed and completed the qualified infrastructure improvements in accordance with the city codes and ordinances. They received a final acceptance certificate for the qualified infrastructure improvements, and they exceeded that performance requirement by $75,000 plus. They obtained their permanent CO almost 12 months earlier than the required date. They provided their final pay construction application for the real property improvements, and it showed they exceeded the performance requirement by over $1.8 million. This this documentation includes like the commercial building permit, the affidavits for commencement and completion of construction. And because they finished the building so early, they also included the most current county appraisal district property tax statement form for their building. And it showed that that building was valued at $8.6 million. They created their 10 full-time jobs. Now, in scale, this performance agreement is considered to be smaller, but it is significant because they met and achieved all the performance requirements, and they added $8.6 million to our tax rolls. And the other really cool thing is that they built an identical building next to this one that we did not incentivize. So to us, this is a really good example of a win-win for our community and good use of economic incentive reimbursements. Well, Julie, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. Sure. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? Well, I would say that you hear a lot about transparency in government today. And working in municipal government, I feel that I'm a public servant charged with oversight of taxpayer dollars, especially since we are funded by sales tax revenue as a type A corporation. I'm also a citizen that lives here, so I work hard to ensure that the company earned the payment of their stated economic incentive. We don't hand out money. It's all performance-based, and that's how we do that program. And um, I feel our compliance program contains several efforts which have proven to be very beneficial. 
One is a mandatory face-to-face -face meeting between me and our Director of Business Retention and Expansion and representatives of the company. And this meeting is held within 30 days of the approval of the performance agreement by our board. I ask that the person or persons who are going to be monitoring the performance agreement attend this meeting so that they understand what is expected from them for the compliance submittals throughout the term of the agreement. I review the entire performance agreement with them and highlight the performance requirements, definitions, and language from the general provisions. And we have just discovered that this company meeting is one of our most important performance uh, tools because it's mandatory and it is truly an integral part of the compliance program and starting point of our BRE program. The second thing that we do or I do is create an informational tool for the company representatives, which can either be a printed booklet or an electronic booklet. And it contains things like their a copy of their performance agreement, the certificates of compliance, and sample documents that are going to be needed to complete the compliance submittals. And in the years that I have done this, I have met with a lot of people and even some of the paid consultants have expressed that this type of tool and the company meeting was very helpful to them. And then I always offer to meet uh, with the company reps when they do their first submittal just to help them out and review everything, make sure everything is good. And another important tool is clawbacks. And I know that there has been a lot of discussion about this topic and some EDOs don't do this, but we do include this in our performance agreements for job refunds or occupancy default refunds. We have found this to be of significant importance. And in recent years, we had the opportunity, unfortunately, <laughs> to contact three different companies in which we actually clawed back economic incentive grant payments that had been issued to them. We worked on the letters hand in hand with our attorney and we included all of the C-level executives, the CEO, CFO, COO, CIO, human resources, and we, we got responses. And our board was quite pleased with the results which netted over $500,000 in refunds. And so we think that this is a very useful tool in the economic development toolbox as well. So my last comment is that you don't have to have a big budget at your EDO to start a compliance program for the compliance reminders or tracking of their performance achievements. This can be as simple as using Outlook and setting up tasks for the compliance reminders and creating an Excel spreadsheet to track each performance agreement with their requirements and achievements. In my time here at the Frisco EDC, we have used Outlook, Executive Pulse, and Salesforce. And there is a lot more to compliance, at least in my mind, than just these items. But 
just seek guidance and information from your uh, director, your supervisor, legal department, planning and building services, finance department at your city, and they can help you if you have questions about certain items or you know, just questions. They can help guide you. And and one of my favorite sayings is, as they say at Nike, I think it's Nike, just do it. So just get started. And it can seem overwhelming, but but it's not. And I think you can find your groove and and design a program that will work for your agency, because I think it will pay off in great rewards because you'll make your your boss happy, you'll make your board of directors happy, and the mayor and council. So those are all very important things in municipal government. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. And that's always good to keep in mind, too, that I know, especially oh, yes. Oh, yes. working with governments, you know, don't have the big budgets and uh, allocating that, things. That's true. Tricky. <laughs> yes, well, very much. Yeah. Well, great. Um, my last question for you, Julie, is what is your favorite hobby? <laughs> well, one of my favorite hobbies is gardening and yard work. I'm kind of crazy like that. I like to get up early on a Saturday morning and go out and play in the in the weeds and the flower beds. But I like to plant a variety of drought tolerant grasses and flowering plants like lantanas and we even have a small pump jack you know an oil pump jack in our yard surrounded by boulders and a close friend gave us five huge boulders as a housewarming gift 15 years ago and so they are strategically placed in our yard because when they came off the trailer they weren't going to get moved and um so we are actually known as the rock people in our neighborhood, which did not start out as a compliment, but now everyone seems to like our landscaping now that it's all filled in and it looks beautiful every year. And one of my biggest compliments is that our city manager lives down the street and he always tells me that we have one of the prettiest yards in Frisco. So I think, anyway, that's one of my favorite hobbies. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, what a great hobby, too. It's getting you out, getting fresh <laughs> air. I love yes. it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today and share so much wonderful information about your incentive compliance program. I found it so beneficial and so interesting. I learned a lot, and I know our viewers will, too. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. It's been a lot of fun to, to do this, and I really appreciate you asking me to share some information. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.